Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 128. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt. And, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Thanks, Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, happy Thanksgiving to Valley View Podcast listeners. Uh, kind of enjoyable and sentimental to think about people listening to this maybe on their way to grandma's house today or on their way home from grandma's house maybe that impacts their mood how do you feel when you're going to grandma's house my grandparents have been dead for a long time (laughs) we're on a streak of me making you feel awkward during these i had to keep it going although we do go to emily's grandparents sometimes and i feel i feel fine about going over there Hmm. What uh, what kind of feelings do you remember having when your grandparents were living and you would go to their house? Well, Matt, my well, one of my grandparents died before I was born, and two of the well, other ones... the whole set. You mean no, no, so, no, no. Oh, okay. So I I, I did not speak totally like fairly. My my grandma, my mom's mom, just died like a year or two ago. Um, but she'd been living in Vegas for like the last ten or fifteen years, so I saw her like probably two or three times only hmm. in the last like ten years. So. She was alive, but I didn't like go to grandma's house very often. We, I would visit her when we were in Vegas and went to the assisted living place that she was in. Um, but I mean, going to my grandma, like my dad's mom, we saw a lot until I, until she died when I was like eight and my mom's mom, we saw a lot until she moved to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So when we were going to their house. I was always excited when I, when we were going to, yeah. Cause then my dad's, my mom's dad, I'm trying to give them all their due. My mom's dad died when I was like 10. And he, I don't know, he was, like, losing his memory when I was growing up, so I didn't, like, I, like, I, I usually say, like, I didn't really know him when he knew me, because mm-hmm. um, when I was little, he could remember me, but by the time I could remember him, he was, yeah, losing his memory a little bit. Um, this is a really depressing Thanksgiving episode, but I felt fine when I went to their house. I was excited. I remember one time it was, like, storming in Minnesota, and it was sunny in Iowa, and my dad was like, get this kid south, like, get him out of here. <laughs> and we went to Iowa, and I was so excited to see my grandparents and not be in the rain. Do you feel like there was uh, entertaining stuff to do at your grandparents' houses? Um, well, yeah, I mean, my like I said, my grandma who lived in Minnesota, she died when I was like seven or eight. So just she was like the entertainment. Like my grandma was like amazing. Um, wow. Like I think she had like toys and games and stuff, but like just like hanging out with my grandma was like the best. Huh. Um, and then the Iowa grandparents like. Yeah, like we would usually go for like the 4th of July and they had like a big parade in their town, Osage, Iowa. Um, there were like tennis courts in the town. There was like a, a cool park. Like I was like always really excited to go to my grandparents' house, both hmm. both like any of my grandparents. So you wouldn't say you ever battled boredom at your grandparents' house? No, I was young enough and there were enough like other kids around my age because mm-hmm. like my, yeah, some of my cousins were usually there mm-hmm. at my Iowa grandparents. Mm-hmm. So no, it was, yeah. I had very positive grandparent experiences. That's great. It's actually weird when I got older and people would like talk about being bored with their grandparents. So I was like, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> great, Tyler. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Do you want me to do the ad read? Are we sponsored today? Uh, yeah, we're sponsored by Turo Car Rental. Have you ever heard of Turo? Yeah, I've used them. Yeah, they're... you've used them? Yeah. Nice. What'd you use them for? Uh, car rental. But like where? But like where? I'm drinking uh, Raising Cane's right now too. So <laughs> what? What? where were you renting a car? Uh, L.A. Oh, yeah. Um, nice setup. They had a shuttle um, that would pick you up at LAX and drive you to the lot. Um, I think they they probably like leased part of a lot from like one of those offsite parking companies. Oh, so Turo itself had a, had a shuttle for you? They did. That's great. Like yeah. we, I've rented from them once and I have another rental coming up. I rented from them in Baltimore 
and you would just like park the the Turo person would just park their car in like at one of the airport lots, yeah. and you take like the airport shuttle there. Right. But in oh, LAX, okay. Well, it wasn't. No, it's not a Turo specific shuttle. Oh, okay. Okay. No, sorry. There's a shuttle available to take you to the Truro lot, which yeah, is the, the lot shared a lot. Of cars a, in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. So it sounds similar to both. But yeah, no, it's a car rental service. A lot of times it can be cheaper than renting a car from like a rental car place. Mm-hmm. Definitely cheaper than Ubering around for a week. So mm-hmm. highly recommend. Used it for Baltimore. Using it to go to Charlotte next month. Okay. All right. Let's hear the ad read. That was it. Nice. I said, thanks. We're sponsored by Turo. I, they don't, usually they don't send me as like specific of ad reads as they spent, as they send to you. Nice. I was just giving you a hard time. I know you are. <laughs> So what are we talking about this Thanksgiving, Matt? Okay, well, I think Tyler had a brilliant idea. You know, as much as we um, like to share at Thanksgiving time what we're truly thankful for. Like family and God and football and things like that. Yeah, food, health. You know, Tyler and I openly say, yes, we are very thankful for those things. All the real things, we're thankful. Yep, 100% behind those things. But Tyler, in his brilliance, said... um, why don't we explore some of the quirkier parts of our gratitude and say like maybe some unexpected things that we're thankful for yeah. that go beyond the obvious. So this would be like our top five, like silly things that we're thankful for. Yeah. But we're not going to say our family or God or like mm-hmm. any, yeah, we're not going to say like the normal things. That doesn't mean we're not thankful for them. Just want to make that really clear. Yeah. And on the opposite side, just because these things might be on the silly side, doesn't mean that there is not sincere Oh, yeah. Gratitude. I'm actually thankful for all the things that I wrote down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So um, we're going to do that. I think we'll start with that. And then we're going to hit uh, Habakkuk or Habakkuk, depending on... Which um... I feel woefully unprepared for, <laughs> but that's okay. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Let's start with what we are thankful for. These things, probably a little bit quirky. Do you want to give just your first one and we'll go one at a time back and forth? Is that okay? Can I give like my... 15 honorable mentions really quick just to like get them in the in the groove okay sounds good so i've got five tyler also has a top five but but i wrote down like 20 things okay i'm really thankful for other people's babies because i can hold them and then they cry and then somebody else can take them these are Um, honorable mentions yeah these are not real okay these are not my top five don't feel like you have to rush through them because let's enjoy what they are i'm really thankful for my beard because it lets me not have to shave regularly because shaving is like really annoys me um and i think i would look like three minutes i have time well not to like out my dad but he never taught me to shave (laughs) so i have always shaved with an electric razor and i feel like a normal razor might work like might make my face look better what if i was clean shaven Ah, but i also have not been clean shaven in six years so i don't really know mark you're exonerated why uh because you said you didn't want to out your dad so i'm exonerating him from any kind of guilt oh yeah yeah no dad you don't have to feel bad i just like since i condemned jen last week Mm -hmm. i'm exonerating mark this week (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe that's two weeks ago hopefully they even each other out but yeah so i'm thankful for my beard because i don't really like shaving very much um i'm very thankful for weird bible verses because they're silly (laughs) well i just like the, like some like imprecatory psalm verses are like yeah like, give us an example here well like ehud stabbing the fat king and the bible really wanting you to know that the he lost his blade inside the king's fat <laughs> like i just am like thankful that that kind of stuff is there i just i don't know why okay. i just like it okay good and that's what this list is all about um i'm thankful for both full gas tanks and car acceleration like i drive a prius so like the king of accelerating really really fast um 
but even like my little baby matchbox prius like when you like press the gas and the car like speeds up it's just like you feel like a king hmm. um and a full I gas believe, tank also you feel like a king like oh i could go like a few hundred miles on this that's crazy um my next my next honorable mentions i'm getting closer to the end um there's a lot of geography related things i'm thankful for i'm really thankful mm. for rivers mm. um and i'm really thankful for google maps mm. for letting me like follow the mm. rivers mm. and the same goes for roads like i really enjoy like looking at where roads go on google maps mm. also good gas mileage i'm thankful for that so that the cars and the other stuff work together well mm-hmm. um i'm also thankful for wiffle ball it's one of my favorite fringe sports um and then finally i'm thankful for key west florida because i just it's it's funny that there's a road that goes like 90 miles off the coast of florida i think that's cool that is cool yeah and it's kind of cool to say key west yeah so those are the things that those are my honorable mentions okay so those are not even like it gets better oh uh, yeah it gets it gets better okay why don't you give us something that made the actual list okay. number five number five the number five thing i'm thankful for this is weird um i believe you the number five thing i'm thankful for is the coldest day of the year hmm. all right tell us more okay i like so, it i like it the hottest day of the year, even though i like heat more than cold the hottest day of the year does not make my list because I feel like I'm more miserable on the hottest day than the coldest day. Mm. Like the coldest day of the year, it's like understood that you're going to be inside. And we're in Minnesota, right? So it's like, it can be like negative 15 or negative 20 is like the coldest day. Like sure. the high for the day is like negative 15 or negative 20. The low is like negative 40. Um, it's kind of understood. You're not really going to have to do anything. Um, your car probably doesn't start. So you're just at home all day. Um, and there's just something that I really, it's like endearing about like cozying up, watching some TV, maybe reading a book mm. in a warm house with like living in a snow globe. I think our listeners are nodding their heads in agreement with the the coziness of that. The one from Minnesota. At least. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's a good one. Yeah. What's your fifth one? Um, I am thankful that mustard is cheap. <laughs> okay. Because you like mustard a lot. I, do. I don't like mustard, so that wouldn't have made my list. But I'm a big fan. I think you can get a little bottle for like 94 cents well, of quality mustard. Because I I mean... I wish hot sauce was that cheap. Sometimes the good hot sauces are not like bad, but like four or five bucks for a bottle. Yeah. You know, I when I eat a hot dog, it's usually more mustard than hot dog. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm really thankful for that. Nice. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Number four. Um, my number four... I'm very thankful for food stops on youth retreats. Mm. So I'm talking like we're going to a camp that's like three hours away Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we drive like an hour and a half and we stop um, to pee and get some Subway or or A&W or Dairy Queen or whatever else is in the area. And we pull up the cars and I make sure the kids know that you cannot cross whatever the big street is, but you can go to any of these three restaurants and you need to be back at the vans in 42 minutes. What is it about that experience that's more enjoyable than just going to a fast food place with some of your buddies? Um, well, a lot of it is nostalgic because I've been doing that since I was like 11 years old. When it feels really special. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're like, yeah. you're on your way to a fun weekend. So it's like, you're getting ramped up for it. You get to like go out, like as like a kid, like your mom gave you 20 bucks. Like you get to go out to eat. Like, um wow your mom gave you 20 bucks for that well for the whole weekend 10 bucks for each meal okay um okay. now they have to give them more because like a fast food meal costs good more than job, 10 bucks sometimes good, good move okay. but like you're either like getting gassed up for the retreat or you're on the way home and you're sad that you had to leave but there's like one more little fun thing you get to do before you're home and back to normal and it's yeah. going to eat yeah so you get to you get to stop at the rest so like that's super fun um 
the like the freedom of choice as as a as a kid like oh mm-hmm. cool i get to go and like i can choose between any of the three or i can go to multiple i can get like some tacos from taco bell and like go get a shake from dairy queen yeah or, like a like a blizzard yeah. okay um, i'm feeling you that that's that's good stuff and as like as an adult like leading youth retreats it keeps being fun because it's like a little bit of freedom for you as well like you get to choose where you eat and you'll go eat with kids but like you you if you want like if you want to like go sit in the corner and hide like you could do that for like 15 minutes if you're like exhausted on the sunday <laughs> it's i i love stopping for food at youth retreats it's one of the best parts mm. and then people can't complain that you didn't let them go to the bathroom because you stopped in the middle of the drive mm. yes and i always tell them this is your one chance <laughs> what's okay, your fourth that's a good one uh my number four i am thankful for something i'm calling any song Anytime. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you, Tyler. Okay. When I was a youngster, you couldn't just listen to any song anytime you wanted to. Like, if you wanted to listen to a certain song. Oh, yeah. You had to wait for it to come on the radio. And hope that it came on, yeah. Or you had to find some money, scrape some money together to go buy the cassette tape or CD, later the CD, at the store. If you wanted to listen to a song and then... You know, you had to put up with the other 11 songs on the album that you didn't really like, but you had to buy the whole album to hear this one song. Wait, I'm seeing a flaw in this. All right. You don't have Spotify Premium. Uh, I do now, actually. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. this is like a recent But, but thing even if I for. didn't, I can still go to YouTube and pull up any song. Oh, that's true. Anytime. Yeah. See, I'm like so so 21st century that i did not even register like yeah because in my head like oh but you have to turn the phone screen you have to leave the phone screen off to watch youtube that's so inconvenient oh okay i mean it's just it's i think this is just a luxury that hasn't always been there like sure. you can create cultivate your own playlist now and listen to any song anytime you want to for free yeah, it's great yeah it's pretty great for us not so good for artists probably yeah but uh, or the for- consumer but for the listening public, that's pretty cool. So any song, anytime, I am thankful for you. Nice. Tyler, what's number three? Uh, number three for me. So this, I, these are, this, it's like foods, like, but like specific foods. Hmm. Okay. Um. So these are not necessarily like, this is not like my favorite meal, any of these things, but like, I, it's kind of a three-parter, but it's like the three things that I have on most of my meals that enhance them. You have our attention. Um, Spicy food. So like spices, mm-hmm. uh, cheese and peanut butter. I'm really thankful for spices, cheese, and peanut butter. Because hmm. um, mm-hmm. I put cheese on, like, everything. Um, I put hot sauce on, like, most of my foods of some sort. Mm-hmm. Or, like, peppers or whatever. Um, and I love peanut butter. How much worse would your life be without cheese? So much worse. You can ask my mom. I'm Mom, I'm sorry. I'm mentioning you a lot this week. But um, my, like, primary snack at home growing up, and even now still a lot, is chips and cheese. Like you just put some tortilla chips on a plate or in a bowl, put some cheese on it, heat it up, eat. Delicious. Would you rather be lactose intolerant or have to eat gluten free? Um, I would much rather be lactose intolerant because I think I would just power through. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, that's that's, tough. that's my answer. And bold. Maybe pick your time and place, but yeah, I would I would think rather be lactose intolerant. All right, nice. What about you? What's okay. your number three? All right. Number three thing that I am thankful for is that it's possible to let calls go to voicemail. Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. Thank you. Uh, You know, just having that option, I think, I don't even think I have to explain that one. I think everyone out in Valley View Nation is nodding their head. You get it. Like, like, yeah. You understand. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) 
It's so great that I don't have to answer this phone call, and yet I'm not failing at my job. And the person calling doesn't know whether I'm actually busy or just <laughs> letting it go to voicemail. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Tyler, what's number two? Uh, my number two is disc golf courses in cool places. Mm. All right. Say more. Um, I think Emily is really thankful for this, too, because, like, I don't really like, like, left to myself, like, I don't really have much of a desire to travel. Like, I'm very content where I am, being with the people that I'm with, hmm. doing doing whatever. But I have this deep desire in me to play as many disc golf courses as I can. And as the listeners know, my goal is to play in every state, and I'm actually getting really close. Uh, listeners, as you're listening to this, I think I only have uh, six states left. I think I'm at 44. Uh, as of this recording, I'm at 43, but I'm playing Alabama this weekend. Hmm. Um, so... It's really helpful for Emily and it's really fun for me to be able to go to weird and cool and new places and see the terrain through playing disc golf. Mm. Like I played disc golf, not in Key West, but in one of the keys on the way to Key West. Um, I played disc golf in the Vermont mountains, um, played disc golf in like the California desert. Like it's been, it's been so cool to like see the country through disc golf. So I'm very thankful for disc golf courses and cool places. Sorry, I've got Sweet Home Alabama in my head. Okay. Bum, bum, I have bum, not played there yet. Bum, bum. Okay. <laughs> I played in the mountains in Colorado. Like, it's just, it's been very fun. What's your number two? Number two thing that I am thankful for is that our, our refrigerator makes a dinging noise whenever the door has been left open. Ah, uh, that's really good as a father of four, huh? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. There was a day when that was not true, when your refrigerator would not ding. And I don't even know if that's a standard feature for most people now. But, um, you know, I really hate when, uh, like, the milk is not cold. Like, when someone just leaves the milk out. Or the milk goes bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the counter. Just like the milk to be really cold. Mm -hmm. And everything else should be also cold that's in the fridge. Also, um I think it probably wastes money whenever the fridge door is left open because the fridge is trying to keep the temperature consistent and yet it can't because the door is ajar. So that nice little dinging noise that happens when it's been open for like, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds or 60 seconds. What an awesome feature. I'm yeah. thankful for that. Oh, yeah. Hats off to you, refrigerator dinging inventor guy. <laughs> okay. You just saved us all a lot of a lot of cruddy thoughts and uh cruddy milk and cruddy milk yeah <laughs> all right tyler there's something that's sitting atop your list that it's the number one thing and it's the first thing i thought of i can't wait and to nothing could beat it lay it on us the thing that i am quirkily the most thankful for is when the green bay packers lose <laughs> it was the first thing I thought of and I was like am I really going to be that much of a hater and have that as my number one the Packers losing but no nothing like came close like as I was like making my list I was like can I put any no I can't put anything above that it's like because it's like the most like high stakes thing in my weekend sometimes like I want my teams to win but I'm like used to my team like if my teams lose like you kind of have to like learn to get over that I just have still not learned how to be okay with the Packers winning so the Packers losing is just like a load off of my mind on a week. It's great now because they're bad this year. They've been like, they're below 500. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah, well, well okay. that's, that, I, get, get, they've been good for 20. Mediocre to yeah, bad. Yeah, they've been, they've been good for 20 years. Let me have this. <laughs> um, so I'm, I just am very, and because they've been good for so long, I just really savor when they lose. 
I love the uh, juxtaposition of the gratitude that's been expressed uh, for cheese. Yeah. And then also the hatred for the Green Bay Packers. On <laughs> yeah. The I enjoy that. Yeah. It's kind of a, like a, a place where I'm like talking out of both sides of my mouth. I've been aware of that contradiction in my life about how much I love cheese and how much I hate the Packers. Mm. Which one gives you more joy or satisfaction? The Vikings pulling out a win over the team in first place. Let's just say Detroit. Well, I'm a Bengals fan. So. Uh, okay, well, the, the Bengals, your favorite team yeah. winning, kind of getting a big win, or the Packers losing? Which one of those uh, jazzes you up more? I think I have like a strong, like I'm like more excited. Like I feel more excitement when I see a score where the Bengals or the Vikings won uh-huh. than I do about seeing a score where the Packers lose. But I have more like anger and resentment when the Packers win than when the Vikings or Bengals lose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I have more positive feelings about my team's winning but I have more negative feelings about the Packers winning than I do about positive when they win. Where do you, just out of curiosity, as an aside, okay. just a little Thanksgiving bonus uh, for our listeners to be thankful for. Where do the Gophers register on your emotional scale? Well, not, well, which sport? I will just say football. I mean, it's not zero, but it's not far off. I mean, you, you've had the blessing of cheering for a team that's been pretty good for most of your life. Like, the 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 gophers have been bad for like basically my entire like this is the best the gophers have been and they're like maybe a top 25 team for like two weeks you know like i they just there hasn't been much to cheer for so so it's been hard for them to like get me and keep me as a fan same with like our our basketball team like Mm -hmm. they made the tournament probably like three times in my life i would guess i don't think i was alive in the 90s quite when they were super good in cheating um but I think they made the tournament three or four times in my life, lost in the first round basically every year. Like they were a five seed when I was in college once and lost to the 12 seed middle Tennessee state. Like <laughs> there's just been nothing to cheer for. So they don't really register super high. Do you think they face a pretty severe uphill climb just for people's hearts compared to like when there's so many other teams, professional teams here to cheer for? Oh, I think if they had sustained success, they'd build a fan base. Okay. It's just, it's hard to cheer for someone who's bad, especially when there's like a bunch of pro teams to cheer for. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, and the pro teams have been fairly successful yeah. recently. Not like so. winning championships, but like being competitive. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think that if Iowa got a pro sports team that that team could ever catch the Hawkeyes? Or do you think that some of it is just like the Hawkeyes are so entrenched in Iowa? I think the only thing that could rival it would be a professional football team. Sure. You think a baseball or basketball team would just be kind of ignored? Yeah. I mean, sure. not, yeah, not ignored, but not approach the level of, of fandom. I mean, you've got year, decades and decades and decades of longevity to try to overcome. Yeah. Um. So it would be a long battle. But like a professional football team would be huge. I mean, yeah. that's not happening. Like, right. Des Moines not big enough. No, it's yeah. just never happening. So, um. yeah. It's, but in theory, it's fun to think about. Right. And because that would like unite Iowa. Because you guys are kind of divided Iowa, Iowa State, even Nebraska on the west side. Yeah. Whereas like a pro Iowa team, you'd probably have the whole state behind it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But what's your number one thing that you're thankful for, Matt? The thing that I, the quirky thing that I'm most, <laughs> I was trying to trap you a little bit. <laughs> the quirky thing that I'm most thankful for is that it's possible to have a white noise app on one's phone. That because, really, that ended some way. <laughs> because this saves me from having to take a, like a box fan with me every time I go overnight somewhere. Because I just, you know, can you just not sleep if it's silent? No, I can. I can. I mean, eventually I'll fall asleep if it's silent, but like those first like three minutes trying to go to sleep in absolute silence, especially if there's someone else in the room, 
like sometimes Tyler and I have shared. I was I was going to talk about this too. Yeah. yeah, we've shared a room at a conference before, you know, um, and if it's completely silent, no white noise, no fan, no nothing. All, all you can hear is like the smallest things from the other person or whoever else is in the room. And there's just so much to like for your mind to grab onto and try to fill the silence. At least that's how my mind works. So if there's this pervasive sound, you know, our listeners get the concept of the white noise, the fan. I think a lot of people feel like that. But just having that on your phone, you can just hit a button and it'll play like a rainstorm or something. Uh, that's awesome. And I'm thankful for that. So, you, yeah, you just said before we started recording that you hate silence. I, at risk of not having time for the book, I we need to talk about this a little bit. Well, I don't, it's not that I hate silence. I think it's that I, I, I think music adds to every atmosphere. It, okay. It's almost always uh, an, an add-on value. But white noise is not music. Yeah, white noise, I think that thing is different. That's just kind of a sleeping comfort level of letting my mind just kind of be able to drift off to sleep and not try to fill the silence. But so that, I guess that is my, why do you feel like you need to fill the silence when you're going to sleep? Isn't silence kind of the point of going to sleep? Well, I think it's it's the elimination of the like extra annoying noises. Ah, so okay. it's not so much the silence itself; it's that everything else is just very yeah. obvious. So, so like, you're and I'm not like I'm not trying to like like I know that you're not sitting there like annoyed at me for like moving as I fall. Like I'm not saying that, right? But like you. Like you're like, you have trouble falling asleep because it's like a little like prick every time the person moves. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Emily's probably laughing really hard as she listens to this because I fall asleep within 30 seconds of like anything. Uh-huh. Um, whether so I don't really, I don't relate to that at all. Okay. Whether there's noise or not. Like yeah. you, you don't oh, need yeah. there to be noise. It could be absolutely silent and you're good. Or that like I've, I can fall asleep in college. I would fall asleep while my friends were watching movies in my room. Yeah. Like it, it's just not, it doesn't matter. Know. Yeah. But like every single time, we've never shared a bed, right? We've only shared a room. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was trying to think back. I think it's just a room. So like every time I get in my bed, Matt gets in his bed. Matt says, "Hey, Tyler, do do you mind if I put on some white noise while we fall asleep?" And I say, "Sure, Matt, that's fine." And then I roll over and I'm gone. (laughs) Every every single time, it's a tradition. So you're saying I don't have to ask you anymore? Uh, yeah. Publicly on the podcast, you can just start playing the white noise, and I will not be upset because. Now I know it's that fine. it doesn't matter to you the way it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. You, 50-50. You could start, you could get out your phone and start talking to Molly or get on the, get on your laptop and start working for a couple hours. Then It's not going to stop me. It just wouldn't matter. Yeah. That's Who's awesome. calling you with three minutes left in the podcast? I don't know. Somebody from Arcadia, Wisconsin. Oh, do you know where that is? No, I don't. I think it's down by, um, I think it's a little bit north of La Crosse, between La Crosse and Eau Claire. Okay. That's my guess. It's probably a Spain call. Yeah. Well, yeah. you'll never know now. So... Um, our friend Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. One more thing to be thankful for this Thanksgiving day. Uh, I think three chapters mm-hmm. in Habakkuk. This is the Q and A book, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, that, that's Q&A. the part that I remember. Is that the thing that comes to mind first? That's. It. I don't yeah. remember the substance of it really. If anything, it's just like he's asking. I'm intentionally avoiding saying his name because I don't want to. I don't. I'm oh, gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna say Habakkuk, and you're gonna say Habakkuk. I mean, either way, 14. there's there's not a correct. So. Um. But if I remember right, it's like he's asking God, like, why are these, why are things not going how they should be or something? And God's like, because you guys are still disobedient. Mm-hmm. Is, is that like a very, very, very rough summary? Yeah, I think so. I think I would sketch it out this way. And actually, when you um, when you start classes at Dallas Seminary, this is like, this is the book they have you focus on first. 
why for um biblical interpretation and learning how to study the bible um i don't know i don't know if i was gonna guess i would guess because most people don't know it super well going in because it's a random minor prophet Mm -hmm. so you can't like rely on your previous experience as well as you could if it was like a gospel um yeah that's a good point Mm -hmm. so people probably don't know it and um like you could identify the flow of a Q and a a little more naturally than like Zechariah, who we'll get to in a couple weeks. That's just like all over the place, like future prophecies, like lots of like, yeah, story. Yeah. Like, yep, it would, it seems like it would be more natural for a 21st century person in a master's program to go through the, uh, this book, Habakkuk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. than some of the other ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, the prophet Habakkuk questioning God, asking, like, um, why why am I seeing all this violence? Like, why does it look like you've rejected your people? Um, why do the wicked prosper? Kind of all this thing. Like, why are, why are we like, we're your people. Why are we the ones that are, Yeah. <laughs> why are we the ones that are suffering? And like your enemies seem to be prospering and God's uh, tells them to get ready for a response and that God's righteous judgment is coming on them. It's good. It's good because they're being judged for their sinfulness but then God also says, um, but do know this, the nation that I'm using to punish you, they will also be judged for their wickedness. Right. So right. this is this is pre-exile talking about Babylon, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And he so Habakkuk is learning these things, and then at the end comes around to um hearing that God will restore uh, the fortunes of Israel. And Habakkuk, uh, this great statement of faith at the end says basically even if like there's no sign of your goodness anywhere i will still love you and trust you Hmm. and it uses that language about even if there's no you know food on the table even if the olive tree doesn't blossom i can't remember all the examples that he uses but even if we should lack all these things you know um i will still put my trust in you and Mm -hmm. the righteous shall live by faith and that Hmm. statement also comes from habakkuk which paul quotes in romans one yeah (laughs) So I think, I guess last thing, like, I think that the most helpful thing for me about that book, because I now I remember, I, as we talk about it, I'm remembering more of it. The most helpful thing for me about it is, um, like, so, it, like, God uses Israel to judge the nations when they're conquering, and then Israel gets judged. But I think the most helpful thing for me is that the, the, this book shows you that, like, that just continues. Like, yeah, pe- like yeah. nations rise and fall. And we're supposed to see it as God is continuing to work it out and exercise perfect judgment. Yeah. He did it on the Babylonians. He did it on the Assyrians. It, it, it just keeps going. Happy Thanksgiving, Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a nice day, everyone. Thankful for the pod. We have a special guest next week. Bye.